politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Adam's up Welcome to Potoms Up. Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Potoms Up! Hello everybody, faithful listeners and friends. Episode 67, coming at ya. I was given a challenge last episode about numerical values being in song lyrics and wow 67 was not a good one to work with (laughs) but what i did is i did some other hunting around because i was challenged and i found some interesting musical related stuff okay um in 1967 sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band that album was released okay say no more you're done Oh no! You, I got you, one. You, I got you one hit more. It park. You hit it out of the park with that one. Sixty-seven, the year Sergeant Pepper was released. How can it be bigger than that? Well, the second thing I saw that kind of I thought was uh, pretty interesting is the first issue of Rolling Stone was released. So those are two pretty big. Uh, they are. They they are. Yeah. Music iconic things that happened. So sixty-seven did prove to be a pretty good number to work with. It just wasn't song lyric wise. I found one mopey song by Elton John that I was like, who the fuck wants to hear this? <laughs> no, no I, 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 it didn't have to be a lyric. My challenge said just music related. To, uh, I, 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 thought, I thought you said lyric and I'm like, this is no, not lyric. No, I, I did. I did, you know, kind of stretch that a little, a, a little bit. I mean, you know, Somewhere somebody wrote a song about a '67 Corvette or something. I, I guess I don't know, but well, I did run across a song by Chicago called "Questions '67 and '68," and, and I know you don't think you know, but you would know it if you'd heard it. <laughs> oh, okay, right, right. It go it goes way back, and I thought about using that, and then I'm going, well, then I'm going to have to play it so they know. Ask her. Sergeant oh, Peppers okay. and Rolling Stone is what I went with. All right. Hey, but I, I, I love doing this in, in the middle of recording. Maybe Knobs can, you know, splice in a little of that Chicago song. I do know that song. I told you. <laughs> let's get to the beer, and then let's get. And now you know. God damn me, please don't. Yeah, we, tell we just me. heard that. We just heard that, Fred. Okay. <laughs> hey, beer. We have beer. You brought the beer, so let's see what I, we got. I, I did, and I appreciate both of your efforts to match my beers uh, in different ways, but you both got there, right? Hey, speaking of uh, matching beers, did you, you did see that picture I took on the way over to your house, didn't you? With the kayak? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yes, I did. Fantastic. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) You know, the guy probably has, uh, uh, well, well, I was thinking maybe, maybe it was when kayaking was allowed and motorboats weren't. And I thought, well, maybe he has a motorboat that he usually throws the kayak in. So he can't use the motorboat, so he doesn't have any place to put the kayak. Okay, sticking out of one end of a kayak, sticking out a window, I guess I wouldn't have been so kind of taken aback by it. But he had the rear door on the car completely open, and that's how he was driving. (laughs) I couldn't get a good angle, but that's how he was driving. And it was this bright pink, I think it's one of those Pelican kayaks. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't sure actually if you act, if, if you took that photo or you were just passing around something that was also viral. No, no, no. That was I was just about to turn right onto Metropolitan Parkway to head west. It was it was on Garfield right before Metro Parkway. <laughs> Thought I was seeing things. What kind of beer you got? Uh, I've got a, a Saugatuck Brewing Blueberry Lemonade Shandy. Um, so, uh, I, I'm, I was kind of hoping that you guys were thirsty. I mean, this is certainly a summer on the brain beer. That's what it says on the can. Of course it says all year long because we've talked about it before. They never want to limit themselves to seasons, uh, refreshing, crisp and flavorful. I'm hoping that. You know, we are not predisposed on our opinions because of other blueberry beers that we've had. And that the blueberry is mild and that the lemonade sort of comes out. But it should be a uh, a nice citrusy shandy, uh, which is also sort of a wheat beer, right? That's usually what they are. I think so. Yeah, yeah. typically. Well, it's, I was telling Nobs that I've seen this beer m- multiple times in the store. But I am repelled by it from the artwork. I, I see that stupid lemon face, and it's just like, I will never buy this beer. I'll leave it to Lotto. But but since you did it, this is probably good, because maybe I will find that it's something I like, and I was, I, I was not giving it a fair chance because of the completely horrible artwork. So it's a lemon drop on the, you know. It's a lemon drip. Yeah. Um, 5.0 percent. Uh, being a shandy, it's not going to have very much on the IBUs, so no need to even report on it. And it's supposed to be a refreshing beer. Tastes like summer. Here's to happy. Those are all phrases on the can. But I have to tell you what a shock it is to my system right now, because uh, before recording tonight, I had a wonderful steak dinner with Pop-Tart. And I was drinking a terrific bottle of Cab. And then prior to that, I had my pre-steak dinner cocktail of Kettle One. So following up with a blueberry shandy (laughs) (laughs) is not the way that I would go, right? Those don't really pair together. Right, no. When they talk about pairings, you you don't talk about you know, fillets and uh, asparagus uh, <laughs> and uh, a uh, Cabernet chaser. <laughs> uh, but uh, I also thought the second beer was going to be something I was going to enjoy more. So I wanted to finish with that one. 
and was thinking, well, you guys probably didn't have steak and asparagus and uh, golden potatoes. So maybe you're thirsty and a nice refreshing shandy will do. I had barbecue today. Barbecue what, Knobs? Brisket. Ah, okay. My favorite little barbecue place opened up today. Oh, the little shack? Uh-huh, the shack opened up. Nice. Cool. I was one of the first people there in line to order from my car. Standing in the snow. <laughs> True. For those yeah, that don't know, Michigan got snow today. It was sunny out and it's snowing. I'm like, uh, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, first reactions from either one of you. Fred? Okay. Um, first impressions, it's actually not too bad. Almost doesn't taste like beer to me. I'm not sure what it tastes more like. But... <laughs> like a cooler of some sort? Yeah, actually, it, it, yeah, I guess it, I didn't say want to say wine cooler because I would age myself, but um, <clears throat> something other than beer. Although, I must say that I am not a shandy person in any respect. So is this what a, a shandy normally tastes like? Uh, I, I think of Summer Shandy by Kugel, and I suppose it's along the same lines. Um, you know, it's it's not terribly sweet. It, it is very crisp. Um, you know, it's a drinkable summer beer as advertised. And uh, I appreciate it's not sweet because with lemon and blueberry, who knows what they would, you know concoct right. and throw in a can. So I guess from that point of view, I'm pleased that it's not overly sweet. It's, it, it is crisp. It's actually refreshing. So it's hitting on some of those things. I don't really taste a whole lot of blueberry or lemon in it. Either. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Neither one of those I'm not getting uh, are really overbearing. Yeah, I, I get a little bit more blueberry, I think. And then mm. that blueberry is normally kind of a weak taste anyways. Um, you, you know, I, I'm going to take the, the beer for what it is. And, and, you know, early indications uh, for me are, are probably for me. I, I tell you what is missing. And you touched on it already, Fred. And that is, I think the marketing is terrible. Oh, huh. Like, I don't know that I would purchase this beer based on the marketing because I think it would be too sweet. Yep, it, it, the, the colors that they use. Yep. Uh, well, I guess yeah. it's blueberry and lemon. What are you going to do? But you, you know, also what's interesting is the color is a little deeper than I would have figured. Yeah, I would I, I would have figured something more, more golden yeah. than brown. But it's 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 a fairly dark beer for a shandy and a lemonade shandy. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, not it, bad at all. Knobs. It's going to be right in the solid math for me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the marketing is so off-putting. I don't know what it is about that can, but I would never buy it just based on that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I I may hold on to a few cans until it's like mid-July or August and like 90, 95 degrees out and try it again. And you still can't go outside? <laughs> I'll be in my backyard and I'm, I'm curious I'm, I'm curious if this is more of a situational beer 
And it's got to be really hot out to enjoy. Oh, it, it is definitely a situational beer. Um, but but I think it's a good such situational beer. That's 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 kind of um, where my my mind is right now. And you know, it's the kind of beer that perhaps I would give to someone and say, "Oh, <laughs> fuck you," <laughs> or make two others buy it. No, I, I, you know, <laughs> if it's a hot day and someone's over and, and I hand them a beer and then they're like, "Look at the can," they're like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Try it. You're going to enjoy it." That. that I think that's the way I would sell. Don't don't let the the graphics, you know, make it seem like you're going to get something. Because the more I drink it, Fred, the more beer it gets. Hey, Nobs, you know what I think this is? What's that? I think this is like if Blotto was a woman, and then he and then he put sweats on, you know, sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and just kind of gave up. I think this was <laughs> this was. <laughs> This was a give up beer buying. <laughs> well, how, how do you know I'm not there already? Right? Uh, you could be. I, I mean, I'm 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 down to rotating three pairs of sweatpants. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but visuals. That's why that was hilarious, Fred. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. Even after you know the the, the meal and the uh drink that I've had. Good dear. Good dear. Uh and of course, I you know, with two glasses of wine and a kettle one before we started recording. That also affects things. <laughs> Just saying. So you you've pre-gamed, I've pre-gamed, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> ah, just one. Isn't that part of our cultural topic today? Kind of, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. A little it, bit. It could add to it. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was playing guitar for a bit before I uh, plugged in and plugged up. Hey, um, before we start uh, talking about the uh, the shit that's around the world, uh, I want to give a two shout outs uh the first is to pop tart and our fifth anniversary yeah congratulations Uh, and uh and and for her the weekend is kind of like all blended into one because it's our anniversary tomorrow's her birthday and uh sunday is mother's day wow the trifecta yeah it it doesn't really work in her favor (laughs) oh that's true it's she, like she, having your birthday on Christmas. Yeah, she gets one Too gift bad. and we're good. So sad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but then uh, uh, the other one is, I believe when she was on, I think she went by the name of Peanut. My daughter is officially graduated. Fantastic. So there's a, a bottoms up to uh, Peanut and her graduation from CMU. Nice. Fire up chips from another chip. And, uh, you know, with that, there is definitely a, 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 a genuine sadness. Um, I went by her place today and Pop-Tart and I, we had a little poster sign with balloons hanging over it saying, you know, congratulations. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't hug her. 
just sucked. Yeah, a lot of that going around, bud. Yeah. You are not alone. I, I know, I, I know. And then, you know, as as much it was as it was appreciated and fun to do, at the same time, there's that sadness to it that sucks. So and, it's that bittersweet crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although once she saw what I deposited in her account, she's probably feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> Anyways, it, it, it seems so hard to believe that she's done. It, it, it really does. As much as it was for, for Half Pint to be done, uh, it, it, to me, it even feels stranger that, uh, that, that she has finished four years, finished four years on time. Both our kids did that. that, that yeah. It's almost unheard of. It's because they didn't change majors. That's, that's the main thing. Yeah, because I did that, and you know, it added like four years. <laughs> you were like an eight-year senior. Uh, uh, semicolon tells me that he will finish in three and a half, possibly three. He's an overachiever. Uh, well, yeah, until he has to get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask half nine about that. <laughs> anyway, so I, I wanted to give those shout-outs. Um. Hey, um, so so Fred, in our in our little uh, pregame, yeah. we, we were talking about. Uh, I, I guess your words were, was it was a breath of fresh air that we have more to talk about than COVID, and we actually have already kind of talked about it in some respects. But uh, in the political spectrum, right? We we've got there's a whole bunch of other crap that's going on that was more reminiscence pre-COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. It was some old school. Um, old school bottoms up. Uh, returning to normal. <laughs> and and again, no, no shortage of topics. But before we get into those, I, I did want to circle back on the Tara Reid story. Okay. Uh, because I've done a lot of thinking about my rant last week on this and you know i i, I was kind of taking the position which i could get hate mail from both sides one that said i believe her story but two i think this is the way it was characterized and i think this is in my opinion what really happened and after reading a little bit more about her and i hate to bring the victim's character into the story because we we talk a lot about you know victim blaming mm -hmm. uh, as a liberal but uh it's just really starting to appear that she has other motives and and i i read a story an article from vox this week that i had to share about a woman that interviewed her back in 2019 when she was trying to get this story out. And in those interviews, she never once mentioned anything to the extent of what she's accusing Biden of now and has really sort of amped up her story quite a bit. She's up and her it, game for sure. And, and it just doesn't seem to, to jive. And it does make me wonder, is there a piece here that she is seeking attention 
on a level that she didn't felt like she got when Biden addressed in a blanket way all the times that he's been touchy-feely and maybe it's made some women uncomfortable. But, you know, that alone is not sexual assault. And I just kind of feel like, um, you know, that could be a piece of this. And as much as, as I was, you know, really trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, when I read the backstory of how this thing has kind of come about, it's it's hard to give her the benefit of the doubt, really hard. Yeah, it 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 definitely sounds like she's trying to add more sizzle to the story, you know. Right, right. Like this this didn't take hold, so now I'm right. going to add this other element, and now this other element's really going to take off. And uh uh and, and then I don't want to put a lot of credibility into this part about her being a Bernie supporter. Um, but we do know Bernie supporters will go to pretty drastic means, won't they, Nobs? <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. I think been drastic. Uh, but, I've, I've heard they'll shut your microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it starts to layer on top of the narrative, right? It starts it, it, it starts to kind of and you know, again, I, I just hate the idea of when a woman comes forward and, 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 and you want to assassinate the character. But she's had so many opportunities and, and not just opportunities in terms of, OK, why you, you didn't come forward because I wasn't comfortable, but but real opportunities where that comfort and that accommodation was made to come forward like that, you, you know, it. it it's one thing if I didn't come forward because I didn't want to get into the spotlight or I didn't want to challenge somebody who was in a powerful position. And I get all that. I really, really do. But those accommodations were made in 2019. Those accommodations were made in 1995. And, um, you know, and, and to a certain extent, those accommodations were made in 1993 when supposedly she made her complaint and that complaint did not include sexual misconduct. It just in included some level of un uh, making her feel uncomfortable. You know what I thought was kind of telling about the, I believe it was the Vox article, is that the, um, the journalist who did it, the... Yeah, yeah. her, her she, name is uh, Laura McGann. That's it, yep. She was the one feeling uneasy about how things had changed. And, yes. And she had been on this story, you know, for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden she, she kind of is like smelling a rat here too. And so you, you, you got to give to, to me, you got to give that some credence because Yes. She's been in the trenches from the beginning and been given access to all the cooperating uh, witnesses and evidence and all that kind of stuff. And, she, you know, she she's done the work to put it all together. And then wait a minute, wait, something doesn't feel right here. And, and when you read her story, she also sort of, you know, kind of feels the same way that I do, or I should say, I kind of feel the same way she does is you want to give the benefit of the doubt. You don't want to demonize, you know, women that come forward, 
However, there's these looming things. And she also goes through that same sort of turmoil. And, um, you know, it, it's just a, a, a what, what appears to be a really sad situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whether it's just her problem or it is the truth. But in either case, uh, you know, um, uh, it just shows you how complicated these these issues are. And, and this is a perfect example of what you said that it, as far as like when this stuff happens to women, they really need, if possible, report it when it happens. Don't wait yeah. 20 30 years because then it turned, you know, these, he said, she said things. I don't know. Unless you come up with a dress with DNA, what are you going to do? Well, and, and one of the things that I thought about was uh, going back to the E. Jean Carroll accusations against Trump. Right. Yep. And you don't, you don't find if I'm comparing the two and maybe that's not fair. Right. And, Gloria Steinem would slap me across the face. I don't know. But when you compare the two stories, you don't see the same sort of questions of motive or character between these two people. Right? Right. You you, you see E.G. Carroll's story as being very, very consistent and uh, as much, you know, no one's ever really been able to say, you're doing this because, you know, you went to the press before and it didn't get attention or because you're trying to, you know, grind an ax or, or, or something. I, again, I'm, I, I'm probably not as careful as I ought to be, but you get the gist. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway. So I, I, I thought I, I, I bring that up because it's still in the news and I have really been doing a ton of, uh, uh, self-reflection on uh, both what I said and 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 kind of how I'm trying to process what I'm learning. Fair enough. I'm I'm pretty cogent today for being like five drinks in already. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should if, never if show your so cards. <laughs> If I must say so myself, I've come up with a couple of decent, you know, words. The vocabulary hasn't failed me yet. (laughs) But it's early in Potoms Up, so. Yes, it is. That Shandy Uh, might come up and slap you down. Hey, uh, you know, I I know this is completely off topic, but we did that happy hour, Fred, last week or this week. Yes. And... I started with that flying buffalo. Right. And then I went to the electron brown. Uh-huh. That's it. I, I mean, literally put a fork in me. I, I, <laughs> you were I done, don't, huh? There is, there is a difference between drinking a 40% 80 proof bottle of vodka and a 12.5% beer. Like, like I, I'm convinced the beer hits you harder when it gets to that level of alcohol than drinking uh, a bourbon on the rocks. Is it because you're sipping the bourbon? 
I, I don't know if it's a matter just of volume, you know, because I, you know, I, I you know, you, you drink these beers over, you know, whatever, 30, 40 minutes, you know, you're not, you're not, I'm, I'm not guzzling, you know, but I, I Fred, you, you back me up on this, right? High octane beers get you drunk. Yes. <laughs> and they get oh. you drunk fast. Usually every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally had two beers and I was just like, oh, nighty night. Well, you did a 12, five and an eight, one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both tall boys. So, and, 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 and I was driving pop dark crazy. She was like, "Will you go to bed?" <laughs> She's like, "You are so annoying right now." She wasn't all ginned up. Not enough to 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 be able to ignore my. Well, she wasn't able to uh, put up her shields. Mm-hmm. She didn't have enough power. Engineering, we need more power. We need the shields up. Need the okay, bladder so, shields up. Uh, to the next topic. All right. Uh, you had mentioned old school, right? You had talked about how this is this is old school bottoms up, and this certainly is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Peter Griffith, <laughs> his big fat round head back into our worlds. God, uh, he's a he. Is- such a smug bastard! Oh my god! Is he is 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 he a worse AG than John Mitchell who went to jail? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's a question about it. I mean, back in the Nixon times, it, jail meant something. Now it's it's nothing. They're they're not worried about jail. That's why they do it in the open. Yeah. Because they can. What what are we talking about here? I said Peter Griffin, but we we know we're all talking about beliv- beloved Bill Barr. Bill Barr. And his interference once again on a Mueller prosecution, this time on, on, on the Michael Flynn case. Before it was on the Roger Stone case, now it's on Michael Flynn. Well, it's a continuation. Yes. It, it, is, it is his quest to undo the entire Mueller investigation bit by bit. And this is just another huge bit of it, if you ask me. I mean, this this is ridiculous. Uh, So, you know, for for those that may not know, right, the, the DOJ has dropped their prosecution of Michael Flynn, who is at the sentencing phase. And has been at the sentencing stage for what a year, year and a half. Uh, which, for whatever reason, <clears throat> you know, the, the judge has allowed this to go on, which I've kind of have always found somewhat baffling. And you know, so has Rachel Maddow, right? I mean, like, why are we still waiting for him to be sentenced? Um, and if she says that, there must be a question. But. Yeah. Uh, so one of the reasons, I, I guess, that this has been, you know, prolonged, and that, again, it's still a head-scratcher to me, and that was because he wanted to withdraw his plea. And so the judge was letting that sort of play out, but I don't know what other 
factors were involved and said he wasn't going to make a ruling on that. And um, so, you know, they were using all the legal tactics that they could to, to try and, and prolong the sentencing. Can, can I back up for just a second? Yeah, of course. And, and just, you know, kind of kind of set the scene a little bit. A year ago, Flynn was in the court, and this is that Judge Sullivan, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the guy who about lost his nut because he felt that what Flynn had done was treason. He ba- he said it right to him. I, yeah. I don't know if, if treason was the right word or not, but he he basically said it right to his face. He said, "You sold out your country." Right. You're treasonous, blah, 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 blah. You go back and give them more, you know, the, the prosecutors. Yes. And, and at that point, to me, is when they, they should have brought the hammer down and just been done with this. If, if that judge was that concerned that he had sold out his country, which he did, which, which was proven, which he admitted to, they, they should have just closed it out then why he he gave him this extra leash i i still don't know for as angry as that guy was and because it's a white collar crime it's political crime because they don't want to lock these guys up at the end of the day that's that's really what it is our system's not set up for that even with as angry as he was and indignant i'm just i I, you know but he also he probably should have known that flynn wasn't going to give him more you know, just, um, but, but, but let's, and, and, and you and I, we've been pounding this on the social media. Let's not ever gloss over what Flynn did. Like it, it, it's, it's about as clear cut as they come. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, the, the federal investigators asked Flynn questions about his conversations with the Russians Regarding sanctions. Wait, wait, I, ha- I have to interrupt you one more time. Yeah, please do. The FBI agents called him and said they were coming to interview him. When you are being interviewed by the FBI, understand it's illegal to lie to them. Carry on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they asked him questions about those interactions. And he lied about those interactions. And the fact that the FBI knew that he lied about those interactions prior to asking them those questions is irrelevant. It is completely irrelevant. I mean, this is what law enforcement does all the time, right? I mean, law enforcement has no problem going in to an interview with a subject and saying, uh, hey, guess what? Your uh, partner in crime just ratted you out. So what are you going to do? Even though that's a flat out lie. I believe this kind of Stuff has been tested in the Supreme Court. I'm sure it has. And it is part of law enforcement. So they absolutely have no qualms about putting people in a position that they can either lie or tell the truth. It is not entrapment. You can always tell the truth. There's no coercion here. They, you know, they, they, they didn't say you tell us this or else. Basically, all they said was, "What did you tell the Russians?" And he said, "I never mentioned sanctions. 
And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> we're, we're pretty sure you did. No, I didn't tell them anything about lifting sanctions. Well, are you, you know, sure? You know why they were pretty sure they did? Because they had wiretaps right, on Kislyak with the conversations. So they knew before they went over there what had been said. So, I mean... I mean, we, it's not we rocket even, science. What what they did? We don't did. even know. We we really don't even know, because I don't think there are notes or recordings. But well, there must be something. But, well, they were they monitoring Kislyak, but who was Kislyak talking to? But but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, they could have even said to Flynn, uh, "We have you on recording, telling Kislyak." that they don't have to worry about the sanctions. And he still would have lied. He still would have said, no, I didn't. I, I mean, people like Flynn have to lie. People like Roger Stone must lie. People like Trump must lie. People like Cohen, they must lie until they end up in federal prison. <laughs> 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 then, then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's the light of day. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I, I I don't know why Flynn lied, right? I, 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 the only explanation I really have is because they have to. They, they you know, it, it's just part of their DNA. Well, here, here's here's another layer to that. It, it it all has to do with covering, covering up for dear leader. That, that that's what it comes down to really is is he's covering the orange ass the wrinkly orange ass that's why he did it well you know another thing you know in, in our little escapades on social media with our little friend you, yeah. you made a great point because he he was trying to say well the deep state FBI they knew before they went over there what they were targeting. They were going to try to either get them to lie or to do this or to do that. And, and you made a really good, a, a poignant point, And you said that their notes didn't make Flynn lie. And I thought, I thought of the whole argument we had that point you made it. Yeah. It, that, that, that's the end of it. He, he right. had the, right. he had free will. He had the choice I can either lie or I can tell the truth, and then we don't have an issue. Well, you have a different issue, but he decided to lie. And, and he didn't see what was on their notes before they showed up. So th that that's that's a nothing, you know? But anyways, uh, kudos to you for that point, because that, that to me, that shut things down right there. Well, and, and the notes are kind of interesting here because – they're coming into play in two different in, in, in from two different sides here. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I got the hand gestures up here where like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, parrying different, you know, people attacking me from the left and the right. But, um, one side is saying that these FBI notes exonerate Flynn because it shows how corrupt the FBI was. And Trump is touting that, right? And they're and and you know they had it out, and it was going to be entrapment, and they were going to you know force him to lie. And then there's all these conspiracy theories about 
you know, uh, you know, threatening his son and whatever, who's also another crooked SOB. But, okay, fine, if you want to believe that, but I'm sorry, that's not what the DOJ is saying when they've decided to halt their prosecution of Flint. Nope. <laughs> They're not nope. bringing up the notes. So, you know, you think it's the notes? Well, they know that that doesn't really pass the muster of dropping prosecution. And Barr's excuse now for, you know, withdrawing their prosecution of the case is even worse. Right? I mean, did you hear what he said? I guess it was today or yesterday where he said there was no crime committed. He, he, he's trying to verbally rewrite the law. That, that, that is such pretzel logic. That, that, that makes zero sense. And this is coming from the attorney general. I mean, this is what, and this is what he's been trying to press ever since he came into that position, right? That there was no crime. That there, there, there was no wrongdoing from Trump about anything. And therefore, all of the actions even if they're wrongful, okay, even if they're not what we would consider to be kosher, don't matter because there was no underlying crime in any of this. And, you know, I mean... But there is. Is that where we're at? You know, that is where we're at. You can't lie to the FBI. (laughs) What's he mean there's no underlying crime? You can lie to the FBI if it's not material. It it was material. Well, <laughs> it was all, material say- to them doing a, a a deal with the Russian. Even though, if you if the FBI asks you a question, then it becomes material. Like they were they were saying no no no. Here here's partially what they were. I had heard is to that point you're making. If if the FBI asks you what you had for breakfast and you lie about it. That's not a crime because it's immaterial. But for what he did, it's a crime. <laughs> I, I would still say if, if you lied to them about what you had for breakfast, <laughs> why did you lie? There's still crime there. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I, you know, who's who's determining Bill Barr, the AG's determining what's material and what's not without actually even ever going through any kind of due process? I have a feeling that if they found out you lied about what you had for breakfast, they're going to dig deeper. What? Because if you lied about your breakfast, what else? You'll lie about anything. Yeah, thank you. So thank you. Just don't lie to the FBI. Uh, you know. Well, that yeah. that's but, but by telling the FBI the truth, that keeps them in their deep state, and they won't come out of that of that hole. So, and you know, let's we're we're talking about whether or not. It was material that Flynn lied. Flynn later admitted that he lied, right? Twice in court under oath. He admitted to the materialness of his lie. And now Bill Barr is saying that it wasn't material. Flynn knew it was material. Bill Barr is full of shit, that fat-headed Peter Griffin piece of garbage. (laughs) I can't believe how fat his head is. The other thing, he's backing up or something, and it, it it's all storing in his head. God, he's grotesque. Fat other, bastard Peter Griffin. The, the other thing 
that Flynn admitted to were additional crimes. Like the oh, yeah. whole foreign agent thing and and his uh his role in trying to kidnap that that the guy in Pennsylvania. Leader. Yeah. Yeah. That, the guy from Turkey. Uh, I don't know. I don't recall what his position was. Yeah, he was, was from was, Turkey, and he was in some kind of protection of the United States, and he was trying to help Turkey get that guy extradited out so they could kill him. Not extradited, kidnapped. Not extradited. All right, extradited was would be like a legal proceeding. My bad. Sorry. I think they were going to kidnap him. Well, Barb McQuaid was on uh, Rachel and she was, did you see that? Did yeah. you manage to catch it? Oh yeah. I don't miss anything of Barbara Quaid. Okay. <laughs> but she said one of the bright spots is that the whole business of um, Flynn admitting to um, the whole working for Turkey, why he's the NSA, you know, secretly mm-hmm. that with the statutes of limitations that he still could get prosecuted if we can get a uh, dumbass out of office in uh, November. Cause there's do, do five years. Do I think it'll happen? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think. It'll happen. Well, I mean, if this gets flushed, you, you may find some people saying, okay, We'll wait our turn. We'll see how the election goes, and you better hope that it 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 doesn't go not in your yeah. Favor. But I, I, you know, politicians still watch out for themselves. I, I mean, it's still a corrupt business. You, you know, I, I, that part I, I think it's kind of wishful thinking, um, and you know, I. If if the administration changes over, and you know, regardless of who's in jail or who's out of jail, it'll be what it'll be. But, however, the the sentencing of Flynn is still not over, right? I mean, even though the DOJ has dropped their prosecution, the judge still has enough on the case to say whether or not he's going to sentence or she. Well, the, there is true? no prosecution against him right now. That's what I'm saying. But the judge so, can still sentence. I don't know that he can sentence. He, he has. To, I think he has to do one of two things. If he agrees with them, then it's like some kind of consent, because right now they can't drop the charges without the judge's consent. Okay. So if he if he agrees and gives them consent, then this could all be over. Mm-hmm. But I guess his other option is to hold some type of hearing, and that would compel the do. That would compel the one person in the DOJ that that acting deputy uh, AG, the clown that sound, signed this uh, motion. He'll have to go into court and defend why they did it or why they are doing it. And that that could be a total mess. But okay, so let's say let's. I don't know that the judge could sentence him without the. You know what I mean? If they drop the charges, I don't know that he could sentence him if there's no related charges. Sentence him to what? 
No, I think the charges are still there. He pled guilty to a federal crime. That hasn't gone away. It, to me, I'm looking at this, Fred, as he just doesn't have representation any longer. I mean, I'm sorry, the state doesn't have representation any longer. The, the, the state is just not bothered going to fight whatever the defense is putting up. But I, I think the, the judge, I mean, there isn't a jury situation here that, you know, it, it, it's kind of like in a jury trial. Maybe I'm wrong. It's kind of like in a jury trial when the prosecutor closes his case and then leaves before the jury makes their decision. But the jury could still make the decision of guilty. But the prosecution has said, I'm done. I'm out of here. Hmm. I don't know. You could be right. Because, okay, well, well let's let's take choice B from you where, it, where the judge, you know, hauls the DOJ in and says, Okay, this kind of stinks. So, so tell me what's going on. Then what? Yeah, they either buy the story. The judge buys their story and says, "Okay, I, I see where you're coming from on this. I'll go with you." Or, no, no, I'm not buying this. Okay, this this was material. This was, uh, you know, falsifying statements in a federal investigation. Why would I think that your position on this? merits any credibility, then what? Hmm. So I'm pretty sure if the judge can't do the sentencing, why why bother hauling in the DOJ to ask questions? Hmm. I I think he can still be sentenced. We need to ask a law professor. Do we know any? We need to plug in. Mm. You know, you know what? In in all it, it this, it would be a really good question for Barb. Yeah. Just as a, like a side note in all of this, being ex-military, it really does kind of make me kind of sad that somebody that had gotten to the point of being a general is doing the things that he's done. You know, with the whole business of Turkey, the whole lying thing. And it just seems so, I don't know, odd. It just doesn't match the 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 person that gets to that rank. You, you just, it just doesn't happen. You know, there's there's so few of them. And to, to think that this guy turned out to be such a scumbag and, and, and is involved in to this degree, it just, I don't get it. And it kind of makes me sad. Side note, over. Yeah, no, no, it is, it is, it is sad. You know, anytime we have scumbags in uh, positions of public leadership, it is sad. I, I guess I, I just don't, it just seems to me that usually when, when you're dealing with military generals and admirals, you know, people with that rank it is the integrity is off the charts. And this guy, he seems like he has no integrity at all. He's a clown. I don't care if he's a general or not. He's an absolute clown. And he fits right in with the presidents that he worked for. And, and the presidents was saying, oh, I might bring him back in the administration. Holy hell. Uh, God. Just 
just stab us in the heart and get it over with now. Just <laughs> God. You know what else is sort of um, flabbergasted me about our our little tete on tete on with our friend on social media about this case was, of course he's going to back dear leader, right? Oh, that's what cults do. But when we start getting into the nitty gritty of the case, I, I don't know whether he just wanted to play dumb, but all of a sudden he seemed to know nothing about this. <laughs> like the, the other crimes or what he was found guilty of or not found guilty, what he admitted guilt of, uh, what phase they were at when the DOJ decided to drop him. I mean, all of a sudden, it was kind of like when we started asking questions, completely oblivious to the, um, you know, the, the, the story as to how we got to where we're at today. But well, that's yet, all that Tucker told followed. him. That's all what Tucker that? and Sean told him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's need. It's need to know. <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> you mindless, weak-minded, mush-headed, sycophant, lapdog little bitch. That's all you need to know. <laughs> well, we know he doesn't listen. <laughs> I don't care if he does. I, I say we. I, I say it's time to bring him on. Oh my gosh! Let's put him on the spot. Often let, thought about. Often, often thought about. Let's let him shine. Here you go, Sparky. Here's your moment. I say we bring him on. It's time. I'll, 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 I'll tell you where he'll go. He'll start playing ignorant. Like he'll probably start talking about. He doesn't know. You, you know, everything there is to know about the Flynn case. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. Do you think he'll say that uh, Flynn has quirks? He's a quirky <laughs> guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, in, in, in the grander sense of all this, what what Peter Griffith, that fat-headed piece of crap is doing it is it it's another it, it's another attempt to just destroy the department of justice and politicize change, it. change the fact that we are a land of laws and he's he's, he's just cutting the knees out of it um it, it's just enough, and it's like Congress is well, absolutely kind of, uh, neutered. They they have they have no no defense on this, nothing to go after them. One of the uh, one of the things I also try and stay away from because it's just sort of an old tired argument is, what if the parties were reversed? But I can't help. But again, throw that out there, right? If if Eric Holder would have dropped the charges against, uh, you know, well, there there were no uh, uh, Obama administrative officials that ever got this far, but 
you know, let, let's say it would, <laughs> who, Lo, Lois, what's her name from the IRS? Like, like, <laughs> these, these things are, are so not even close, right? Like, like <laughs> we're comparing, you know, sanctions and secrets against our, our global enemies and the scandal of the IRS pursuing right-wing organizations more ardently than left-wing organizations. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. And, and but but imagine she would have gotten to the point where she said, yeah, I didn't follow federal guidelines and I, you know, use discretion in who I pursued for tax evasion. And then Eric Holder would have stepped in and said, ah, there's no crime here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. The, 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 the the entire right side of America just would have lit up in flames. <laughs> just, you know, we worry about Yellowstone blowing up someday. That's what it would have been looked like from 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 South Carolina all the way to uh, New Mexico. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <sighs> uh, ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. It, it, it absolutely is. Okay. Even if, you know, Biden pulls it off in November, I mean, how do you fix this shit? How? I mean, it just seems so far gone. They they have managed to destroy so many norms, traditions, institutions. How do you fix this? Or, I, or is it ever going to be fixed? <laughs> one of the, I think, you know, one of the ways you fix it is, you know, you in, in many ways you have to carry on the Obama legacy, and you have to be squeaky clean, right? If if the Democrats win, whether whether it's the White House or the Senate, uh, or keep the House, whatever it is, they have to run squeaky clean. They have to operate. I'm sorry. They have to operate squeaky clean. That, that's how you start to fix it. So there never are any questions about uh, improprieties and political bias by, you know, what should be non-biased institutions like the FBI and the DOJ or um, IGs or anything like that. And, and, and you know, certainly it's possible. It's difficult but Obama did a very good job. You know, now he wasn't he wasn't cleaning up the kind of shit that Trump's going to leave. I mean, he picked, you know, he had to clean up a lot of shit from Bush. But not even close to this level of manure. Well, that's my point. I mean, had things gone so far out of whack that we probably can't pull them back in. Oh, we definitely can pull it back in. See, I, I got faith in that. And, you know, maybe it's not going to be one, you know, four-year term. And I don't know that Biden's the guy to do that um, in a lasting way, but he certainly can can do it. He, he learned a lot from Obama on how to run a White House. And, uh, you, you know, I think you just have to, to, to chip away at it uh, for the good, just as, uh, 
you know, the Cheeto man is chipping away at it for the bad. You know what I would love to see is if Biden happens to pull it off when, when they go to start putting their administration and their cabinets and all that together, that all the people that had their careers ruined and like the FBI all would get reinstated back to their positions. You know what I mean? Just take all the people that dumbass went through and destroyed and put them all right back where they came from. Uh, Just a sh- in their face. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And, and, and honestly, honestly, Fred, does that does that project the squeaky clean image that I'm looking for? Or does that look like revenge? Who cares? No, I care. I care immensely. Because I do want to restore normalcy. I do want to restore faith in government. I think you ought to put Peter Strzok at the head of the FBI. <laughs> and Lisa Page. Lisa Page. AG. AG, yes. <laughs> this is a good start. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'll tell you what's... I, I, what? Tell me. I, I was going to say, I, I don't like the way this beer is finishing. Oh, I'm glad someone else said it. <laughs> that was the elephant in the room. I think this beer is really good, very cold, but... My last couple of sips, choking it down when it's starting to get the room temperature. Ugh. Swill comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dropping down into a not for me category real quick. Well, I'm still going to keep it for me because I brought it and that's what we do. <laughs> Biased. Uh, but, it, but it has to be served cold. And I, and I, I would... I would go so far as to say maybe this is the first beer that we have had on the show where I said, I would say, keep it in the can. Oh, really? That's interesting. It needs to be 90 degrees out. The beer has to be ice cold and in a koozie. Keep it in the can. Yeah. Yeah, keep it in a can and then in a koozie. Yeah. Because I, maybe. I, the flavor was still okay, but as it started to cool down or warm up or whatever, tell me which is the right characterization. Um, you, you know, all of a sudden it was like, what? I'm, I'm working at finishing this beer. And it's got like a sour taste. It's a good thing it wasn't a tall boy. Uh, they, 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 they were smart there, right? They did make it 12 instead of 16. Cut their losses. So will you give this pack to your neighbors as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I have two more left. I, I would give it to him. He'll walk but, over but, in his sweats and his sweatshirt no. and hand him uh, over the fence. Uh, but 
but I will keep the two that I have and, and I, I, I will drink them. And, and, I, and I, here's a situation that I might want to purchase it again. And, and yeah, maybe it's very situational. Um, you, you know, if I was able to, able to give peanut a graduation party <laughs> and I'd have a cooler, right? And over here, you got your, you know, Miller Lite. Here, you got your Mule Beer by Shorts. Here, you got, <laughs> you got your Blueberry Lemonade by Sagatuck. Over here, you got your, uh, uh, what's the one that we like? Uh... Oh, official. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over here's your official. So, you, you know, I, I think they're all crowd pleasers at that point, you know? Big chest of ice with cold cans in them. Paint well, them. I'll tell you right now, if you had all of those laid out and there was no more official, I'd probably be after the Miller Lite. <laughs> oh, I'm just. I, I don't, well, okay. Yeah, and, and I know, I don't think you're a big fan of the Woody Wheat, but I'll, I, I'd throw a cooler Woody Wheat out there, too. I remember Woody Wheat, but. The that's probably number Burger. two. That, now. Was, that was my last summer's beer. That was yeah. what I was drinking last summer. The other thing that's lacking on this, uh, on this label, is a name. Yeah. What are you talking about? It just the says beer, what it is. Drank. It's a description. It's not a name. Mm. Define is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kamala. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I just finished this beer and looking at the bottom of my, my glass, there's like a weird residue on it. Uh, I'm not really liking that. Mine doesn't have residue. Huh. I think it's your glass. It's, kinda, it's <laughs> cloudy. I think it's what you started with. <laughs> yeah, that's the first uh, beer to go in there today. Uh, that, that still doesn't mean there wasn't residue in it. Uh, maybe my dishwasher's on the fritz. Or it's backwash. Okay, so I'm still for me on this. You're leaning not for me, Fred? Not for me. Okay. For for all of the above reasons. And, and again, I want to revisit it in July. Well, July and August. come on. You know, step out of the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm going not for me right now, but again, I think it's highly situational. I think there's okay, a place for it. Moment, I mean, like I said, I'm able to step out of the moment and say, I think this is a refreshing beverage. It, it certainly doesn't, you know, follow with the, the dinner and the, and the drinks that I had before we started, but I can still tell it's a beer that tastes good. Uh, you, you know what? <laughs> Stepped out of the moment, and no, it's not for me. <laughs> 90 degrees or not, it's just not for me. It's not a good tasting beer. Okay, here's the situation. We're going we're gonna to make this beer ice cold. We are going to keep it in the can, and so we don't run into the time issue problem with it. We're just going to do shotguns with it. <laughs> then it's for me. That That's our new... That, that's our new metric for whether it's for me or not. Would you shotgun this beer? <laughs> that might be a step below not for me. Uh, if you have to shotgun it. Uh, Put that on your 
grading scale. Yeah, shotgun worthy. <laughs> <laughs> are we on to another one? Or, or yeah, we're yes, on to another one. Hey, before you go to your beer, just one last thought about our political segment. Since we brought Peter Griffith back into the the realm, I have this in my head this 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 ranking. If if I could just slap the living shit out of like one of them Russian YouTube videos where they're slapping each other, if I could slap just one person, just one, one person one time, it's normally been this fight between Pence and Jared Kushner. But now, now that Peter Griffith's fat head has surfaced <laughs> once again, I just want you to know he's pulled to the front, and he's my—he's the guy I just want to slap so bad. But aren't you afraid your your hand would just get stuck in that goo, the jowly goo that makes up that fat head of his? <laughs> All right, he, let's, let's go ahead. He he looks post COVID already, doesn't he? <laughs> He's post something. Fat bastard. Ah, miserable prick. Anyways, what do we got to drink? I need more beer. All right. So what we have here is a New Holland offering called Lake and Trail. And uh they just call it a copper lager. So there's not really a lot of information about the beer itself. Um, it's pretty mild at 4.8%. Um, I imagine that it's going to be copper in color and, uh, you know, not much more than a lager. This is a Pilsner, right? Uh, Pilsner is in the family of lager. All right. Let's see um, what this is. It's definitely copper in color. On the website, they called it a, a red lager as well. Even though the can says copper, the website said red. That's a beautiful pour. It's a pretty beer. Did you get a nice top on it there? Oh, God. I got almost two inches ahead. Beauty. Oh, you guys are going to love this, I bet. I like... it's, no, it, it's no Pilsner. New Holland usually does not disappoint. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. They they always make really good beer. All right. Let's give it a whirl. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're right. I do like that. That's not what I expected. Not not what I expected either. It's yeah. a lager with flavor to it. Imagine that. Huh. 2020 keeps surprising. It, it's quite hoppy, isn't it? It. I was thinking it's got a little smidge of IPA in there. Yeah. There's a, there's a little bite at the end. Kind of like it. If if someone handed me this beer, I would I would have thought it was an IPA of some variation. Yeah, I agree. It it doesn't like linger for long, but it's there. It just kind of pops up and. And then it's on its way. Uh, it's right. I mean, there. on the front end, and, and same thing with the with the aroma, I could tell right away, hold on, this is this is not what I was expecting. And 
you know, today we talked a lot about the marketing of the can, and I also think this can is mis- mismarked. Well, the can is certainly more appealing, though, regardless. Right, but I, I, I don't think this can appeals to the person that likes the hoppy, dry beer. And that's what this is. This is a very dry beer. Yeah. It, like, dances on my tongue a little bit. <laughs> that's special. Dances with knobs. <laughs> well, it's got a good carbonation to it. Um, I'm a couple sips in. It's getting better for me all the time. It's the, the hops are starting to mellow out. I'm really curious as to what kind of hops they are. JK. Um, but uh, it's, it, it, it's a nice. It's a, it's, WTF. It's it's a nice. It, it, no, it's it's a nice beer. I'm I'm just sort of surprised by it, right? Yeah. I expected a lot less flavor. I did too, especially when I saw lager. It's like, ah, we've been to, we've bought this t-shirt already. This this is going to be a disappointment, but this is a surprise and kudos to New Holland. This, this is pretty tasty. Okay. So, uh, you said you already got the t-shirt. You yeah. should already have a T-shirt for or from uh, Woosaw Outfitters. So I I looked up some information on this beer, and um, as they put it, um, where's my New Holland thing here? Uh, Bruden partnership with Merrill and Woosaw Outfitters and REI to help support Michigan State Parks. It's called Lake and Trail. All that makes sense, right? Mm. But the Woosaw kind of rang a bell. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I know what Woosaw Outfitters is. Uh, And perhaps you or Knobs know it as well, but maybe not. Woosaw Outfitters is a boutique store in Grand Rapids. Nope. And uh, she does carvings. And the artwork on the can is the kind of wood carvings. It's her artwork, for sure. Yeah, I'm on the website. I'm seeing that now. Yeah, very cool. Um, But also, I know she sells a ton of t-shirts. So why do you think I have one of her t-shirts? Oh, no, no. You mentioned the T-shirts, and I was bringing that part into it. Oh, but, oh okay. But, but yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if you've ever been uh, on, on one of your weekenders or maybe uh, Half Pints weekenders out in Grand Rapids had ever stopped into the Woosaw store um, uh, because, you know, her whole shop is, is all about this kind of art and, um, you know, the whole sort of outdoor theme. And it's very cool. But there's a connection here to Potoms Up. That's what the surprise was. That was like, wait a minute, Woosaw. I know where Woosaw is and, and, and who's connected with it. It, uh, it is owned and the artist is the daughter of Tinny, who we had on the show. You know, CEO guy, tall guy with the dark, with the, with the low voice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's his daughter. Him. Oh, really? 
it is a uh, stepdaughter, but uh, he very much uh, has become the father. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, and she owns and she owns this place up in Grand Rapids, and she produces all kinds of different art. Uh, and uh, it's supposed to be a phenomenal shop. She's expanded it. I think she she knocked out the building next door as her business has grown, and uh, and so here she is doing some artwork for New Holland. You know, now now that you say that, I recall Tinny talking about her. I think in the pregame, he he's very proud. Him. Yeah, he does oh, yeah, mention he, her a lot. He yeah. brought it up. Is she essential? Uh, you, you know, probably That's a not. Joke. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. So, in well, fact, we, I, I, I snapped You need this. to contact Tinny, and you need to tell him to tell her that she needs to start promoting us because we're talking about her. <laughs> well, I... We could put her on the list of of special guests. Well, w- since we're doing this remote thing, our world is wide open. We 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 could be uh, getting tremendous tremendous guests because we have no you know there's no logistical issues. It's and they're not go. doing anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The only problem is just confirming a time, apparently. Mm. Well, if they're friends, if they're friends of Fred, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you can't count on my friends. My friends suck. <laughs> wow. Maybe I'll add them to the the slapping list. Uh, anyway, I, um, I'm, I'm a little insulted being your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looking around on our website, it's a really cool website. Um, you know, just to uh, talk to her about her her business uh, would, would probably be very interesting. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to just take a shot in the dark here and say her politics probably line up with us as well. Wow. The odds are in your favor. Step out over the ledge. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get Tinny back on with her at the same time. The proud Uh, dad. Sure, we could do that. Except for he likes to dominate. (laughs) All right, forget him. (laughs) Yeah, we already have one of those. I kid, I kid. I know. So do I. Casey's listening. I, I did, like I said, I, I just I just sent him an IM with a picture of the can and said, look familiar? And, and just like the other text I sent, I've got no reply. <laughs> you know a lot of ghosts. I'm, I'm, I'm blocked by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's... So what, you want to do a quick... Uh... Beer thing, or you want to move on? No, I'm, I, I think we're good with the beer. I mean, okay. You know, I, I'm I'm going to go for me on this. Yeah, so far I would say the same. Yep, make it three. You know, I, I'm probably going to be on the lower end of, of for me because it's not my particular taste in beer, but it's still a good beer. 
I'm just shocked they're calling this a lager. So yeah, again, they're they're missing out on the marketing, especially with such a cool label. Yep. All righty. So I really wasn't in on the uh, conversation, the dialogue, the back and forth, Fred, that you and Nobs shared leading into today's podcast about kind of how you wanted to approach the cultural topic. I, I was kind of busy and playing catch up. What? What? what how, how did it come down? Like, what was what was the 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 main thing you wanted to hit on as it pertains to our lockdown? Well, I I was driving back from um, your place and I was pondering different uh, subjects we could touch on, and I thought, well, we've we've kind of exhausted most of the quarantine activities and you know, between all the Zoom stuff and work meetings and all that kind of stuff. But then I thought, it's like, well, wait a second. A lot of people have been talking about gaining the quarantine 15, the, the, okay. the, extra, the extra weight because people are home, they're inactive, they're not going out of their house as much as they used to or they shouldn't be. Uh Everybody's drinking a lot. Everybody's eating a lot. Um, and I just thought, well, we haven't really touched on that part of it. And so I, I, I ran it across with knobs and uh, he thought it was a pretty good idea as well. And so that, that that's kind of where it came from. It, it's just another facet of the ongoing quarantine lockdown that uh, we hadn't really touched on. The new lifestyle. On. Oh yeah, the the new uh, slobbish lifestyle that we're all taking on. So I thought we could talk about it in general because no, we it, did talk. I I I don't think it was a topic per se, but we did touch on it before because and maybe it wasn't on the air because we talk sometimes outside of podcast. But um, you know, we we brought up the idea of drinking, and you said you had not been drinking more. Has that no. changed in the last two weeks? <laughs> Only because of the hoppy hours. No. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, you I had, had one by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, no, I personally, I have not taken to the drink just to do the drink. Um, but the we have kind of jammed in extra podcasts lately and then with the hoppy hours going on my consumption level has gone up a little bit but uh, no in general no so like myself uh i between hoppy hours podcasts and then our poker games uh all, all of which i'm i'm pretty much partaking in the libation and that's uh, one, two, three, four, five days out of the week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like eight or nine. <laughs> um, now, again, the happy hours have been every other week. So it's, 
eight, eight, uh, no, nine out of two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nine days out of two weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that certainly has been um, part of, of the quarantine. Uh, and, you know, maybe you aren't, uh, Fred, but, but many people, including myself, are. And I think, like I said, we did touch on this a little bit. Um, you know, Pop-Tart was, was never an afternoon martini drinker, and now she is. You know? What, knobs, what, what, what do you think? I'm not, you know, partaking any more than normal, but I'm finding myself eating a lot more. So, and that was that was that was the the, the natural progression of this conversation was okay. Yeah. Are we eating more, right, or, yeah. or or eating differently? So, like typically, like on a work week, I'll bring a small breakfast with me to eat and I'll pack my own lunch, which is usually a sandwich and a little side thing and then come home for dinner. <clears throat> but now I get up and I'm making a big breakfast. I'm making myself a big lunch, a big dinner and not doing anything in between <laughs> those three big meals. Uh, and I think that's a lot of people. I mean, people have the time to just sit and cook and eat it all and not really do a lot else is, you know, there's always been, um, I was going to say a debate, but almost kind of like this. I don't think it has been a debate, but I, I, there's always been this long running theme that says eating out is less healthy than eating at home. Right. Yeah. If you make your meals at home, you'll eat healthier and lose weight is the theory. Is that theory holding up? In, no, in, in quarantine, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have more salads when I go out to eat than when I stay home. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're 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 pretty we're pretty steady on the, uh, you know, some kind of meat and veggie, um. So, you know, is a potato a vegetable? No. So I try to really watch my starch and carb intake, not on any particular diet. I've done the crash diets before. They've worked. Of course, they work when you starve yourself. But um, but just on an ongoing lifestyle, I try not to eat starches Um, and I probably shouldn't eat uh, sugars, but I'm pretty good. And we're pretty good about, okay, it's going to be, you know, chicken breasts and, you know, broccoli, you know. Um, Right. So I don't know that I'm eating worse, um, but you certainly really don't miss any meals. Like, you, you, you know, you're eating all the time. So have have any of you guys actually been brave enough to step on a scale? I did yesterday. How are we doing? I, I was a little disappointed, and and I tell you, I, I've got a unique situation. <laughs> of course um, you do. <laughs> of course, of course, Blato does. Um, I, I was disappointed that the number wasn't lower, 
especially when I was like really doing my low carb stuff. Um, so it wasn't, it, it, it was like, you know, five pounds heavier or so than that. Uh, but, and this is the unequivocal truth. I have not been a couch potato during COVID. And for one very, very good reason. My sciatica has been acting up. And sciatica, the, the pain of the sciatic nerve running down the leg, affects people in different ways. And the way that affects me is I cannot sit. I have to be standing up and moving. The, 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 the way I feel the best is when I'm walking. So pretty much, I don't want to say without fail because I didn't do it today and yesterday, but I go for a three-mile walk every single day because it feels good. That's a good distance too. And I use a, a, a stand-up desk. And I'm on the phone a lot during the day and I pace. I eat my breakfast standing up because that's when my leg hurts the most uh, when I wake up. So my unique situation is that it hurts to be a couch potato. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a walking potato. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an exaggeration. I am probably in my waking hours sitting on my ass probably no more than 30 minutes a day. Wow. That, and, and, and 30 might be a lot. Right now I'm standing. I, like I said, my, my workstation is the stand-up workstation. You know, And out of that 30 minutes, probably 20 minutes is on the can. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. Right. Mm. Which, when you have sciatic, it can be painful. (laughs) Just the sitting part. Just the sitting part. So, no. So, when I said I was disappointed because, you know, I'm five pounds heavier than what I was kind of when I was really dieting hard, it's, it's not because of lack of exercise. Honestly, I, I could probably, you know, <laughs> you know, walk up Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready to go there. All I do is walk all day. <laughs> yeah. I'll even prove it, you know, in a manner of speaking. Let's, uh, but, but Fred, go on. Are you a couch potato? Am I? Um, no. Well... I think my activity level has gone down since I've been working from home, but the weather's really been crappy. Yes, it has. So that's kind of deterred me a little bit from my normal walking routine because I'm a walker as well. I normally walk every day when I'm at work during lunch. And and I did start doing that and bike riding, but the weather has been so crappy. Like today we had sun and it's 35 degrees and snowing sideways. It's insanity. I'm not going out there. So um, 
But uh, on the other hand, my eating habits have sort of changed. I'm normally one of those people that eat six meals a day. And since I've been home working, I'm, I'm back almost to like three or four. So I think my caloric intake has gone down. Long story short, I have only put on three pounds since I started working at home. But the real test is pants with zippers and buttons. I have only had shorts on twice with <laughs> zippers and buttons. Other than that, I've been in my my Walmart <laughs> Uh, sweatpants, giving up on life sweatpants or training pants. And so those are the, those are the true uh, barometers of weight gain pants that, that don't it, give. Right. Right. And, and that's it, how you know how you're doing. And see, in, in that case, I've been doing fine, even though I'm still wearing a, a lot of elastic bands. Um. But I was saying I've got some proof in the pudding here. Um, looking at my step counter on my phone. Now, again, this is only when I have my phone with me, and, and at home you don't always have the phone in your hand, right? Right. So there's a lot of times where it wouldn't be registering, right? Last week I averaged fifteen thousand steps a day. That's quite a bit. And I was active. Six hours and 45 minutes per day. And that just should tell you how much I'm on my feet. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, can you be on your feet too much? I don't know. The the week before last, I averaged 16,515 steps a day. How many steps? 16,515. Okay. Because because of this little medical condition I have of sciatica, where it's almost forcing me to be active. (laughs) Now it's 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 not showing up in the pounds like I I hoped it would. (laughs) I I guess that's liquor and chocolate are offsetting all that. You you know what's funny since you mentioned chocolate and all that is is my probably one of my worst habits is ice cream. I could eat ice cream every single day. If it's not in the house, I don't want it. But if it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. And you know what's funny is since I've been home during this lockdown, we've had ice cream in the house and it's kind of turning me off. And I don't understand (laughs) that. I don't get that at all. I don't know. Maybe it's too accessible, but it's weird. It's like I have it and there's not the satisfaction of the ice cream fix that I used to have. And it, it to me, it's totally weird. That's probably been the weirdest experience of this whole thing is the, the fall off of the desire to have ice cream. I could care less. It's overexposure to the things that you like that are turning you off. The Clockwork law orange. of... Di- diminishing returns. Yeah, we well, think of like like like, <laughs> like like Clockwork Orange when they expose him to all the violence until he can't stand it any longer. Oh yeah, yep. Great um, movie. Hey, uh, so so, uh, Nobs, what about you and the treats and the snacks? 
<laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I have an interesting story from just today. Oh, okay. Lay it on us. You know the little Keebler EL fudge cookies? Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. I've not been able to find those in the stores <laughs> for about six weeks, ever since COVID hit. To where it's like, it's I, like toilet paper. To where I started having a, a little bit of a panic attack over this thinking, <laughs> or were they discontinued? Is there no um, like freight coming in from whatever country they're made in? This there's a ton of Oreo cookies, Chip the Hoy, any other cookie you can name is on the shelf, but not El Fudge cookies. Mm. So I have a group of friends we all chat with. It's uh, five other people in there. So I crowdsource them, and I said, "Can you find these cookies anywhere? Let me know." And I had a few people stop and think like. No, like I was at Meyer, I was at Walmart, and those cookies are not there. And so I had a friend of mine today find two packages in Grand Rapids who offered to send one to me. Wow. But, what a network uh, you got going. Yep. And, but I had someone who found three packages at a store <laughs> in town, and he drove one to me, and I traded him beer for it. Wow. Drove yeah. one. Yeah. You gave up beer? Uh, yes, I gave up beer for E.L. Fudge Cookies. I think I saw those yesterday in a Kroger that we don't normally go to. We went to the 19 and Hayes or Shane. Why would you see them? It, we went down the cookie aisle, and, and we were trying to decide if we wanted anything. And I'm calling bullshit know. on this. No. <laughs> it's it's the truth. <laughs> I promise. I, mean, I, I go down the cookie aisle at Kroger. I can't tell you what the fuck I saw on the shelf if I wasn't buying something. Okay. <laughs> if, if that's what you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How many were there, Fred? It was just a couple. Yeah. Mean, see, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. You guys are killing me. Any places that actually have any, no one is going to believe this crap. I'm going to that Kroger once I get off this podcast, and I'm buying them bitches. You should. Yeah, but They're, that doesn't mean I'll that you remember them. seeing them. Yeah, I did. Because I know the cookies he's talking about. Yeah, no, I know the cookies he's talking about, too. And, and, and I, I, I looked at them, and I made a decision if it was something we wanted because we were looking for snacks. Okay, how many boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch did they have in the cereal aisle, Fred? <laughs> Tell me now. I went for the cinnamon life and I got out. <laughs> and uh, cinnamon know. life is better than cinnamon toast crunch, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, we we agree on that. No, but I'm telling you, there's a shortage of them. Hey, it's real. I I, I don't think this really has anything to do with the topic at hand. Um, and you didn't really answer the question. Are, are you are you consuming more snacks or less snacks now? That was really the the point. No, my point, Blotto, is that I had to send out a group of friends to procure right, but we snacks were talking for about, me. So we were talking about having more snacks. But we're talking about our 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 habits now, mostly bad habits. And are you consuming more snacks? Fred said he used to consume more ice cream, but now it's just so easy for him to eat it. He he doesn't really desire it as much. Yes. Yes. I'm having more snacks. I'm always telling Pop-Tart, don't bring snacks into the house. I have no willpower. I will eat them. Yep. 
I have to make a conscious effort to not go and buy bags of Doritos and cookies and whatever else it may be. But I still a few find their way into my cart. Chips, I'm good on my doorstep. Apparently, I I don't have to eat chips. She didn't. She didn't buy just one package of these uh, lime and coconut cookies. They're the Kroger brand of Oreo knockoffs, but it was lime and coconut. They're delicious, you know. And then she'll buy like bags of mini uh, Reese's uh, uh, cups, Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. And then she, she just, I think it was yesterday, maybe this morning. She's like, why does this bag feel so light? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is eating these Reese's peanut butter cups? I, 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 I will just eat the snacks. And I have my healthy snacks, but if the bad snacks are there, I will just keep eating them. No willpower whatsoever. And 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 I, I think you said it too, Fred. You wouldn't throw them in the cart. You wouldn't buy them. And you could live without them if they weren't here. But I but I can't ignore them when they are brought into the house. They oh, they need totally attention. Agree. They need attention. <laughs> Uh, ice cream is, is I, I do, I, I really love ice cream, but it is not a, a craving for me. I, I don't remember last time I had a bowl of ice cream. Joe Rizzi went to Target today, and there, there's a treat at Target called Monster Mix. You guys ever had that? Mm-mm, it's no, kind of like, like a trail mix. It's got, you know, it's kind of like Gorp. But it, it's like supercharged on the chocolate end and okay. we really love it. And she bought that today and I was like sort of mixed on it. <laughs> when I saw it on the counter, I'm like, Oh monster. Do I really want that? This, this is weird. I'm going through like a, a life crisis or something. So I have my own like health snack, I guess. Right. Call it health. I guess. This I, isn't healthy. Well, but I'll, but I'll I'll use it as an ongoing grazing snack, and that is I buy big cans of peanuts uh, from Costco and the big bag of dark chocolate morsels, and I mix them up. So dark chocolate morsels, so it's a trail mix, but it's just peanuts and dark chocolate morsels, and I eat it by the handful. You know, about probably every three point five minutes. <laughs> oh, need another handful. Back upstairs. Uh, but I was about to say because I know I went off on a on a tangent from the tangent that I was going to go on. Nobs, uh, your story about the um, fudge cookies. It, it it reminded me of when Dove Squares discontinued the raspberry swirl chocolates. And all of a sudden, the stores were out of raspberry swirl Dove chocolates. And then at like the same time, collectively, the world had realized that they were out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, the interweb just exploded with people commenting, where the fuck are the <laughs> raspberry right. swirl Dove squares? <laughs> and, and then, you know eBay was selling them for $35 a bag. And then like that wasn't even available the very next day and bang, all of a sudden, I I mean, 
you know, you don't think about how quickly these things can turn, right? I, I mean, in turn in, in terms of sales turn. And same thing with your fudge cookies, right? They were always there. You never had to worry uh -huh. about them. And then all of a sudden, bang, they're gone. And the raspberry swirls, uh, same kind of thing. <laughs> and so I just went on Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry, not Facebook, eBay, to look up EL fudge cookies. Yeah. Um, someone has uh, a set of two cookies, pre-owned, fourteen ninety-five. Okay, so okay, put in put in put in Dove Raspberry Swirl, and see if you can find any, because now they've been out for about four years, and they refuse to bring them back, and it's a huge outcry for them. From your house. Mm. It ain't just me, bud. It ain't. Supply and demand. Um, no, there's Dove Milk Swirl Bath Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> what they did was they took the machines. I, I, I was corresponding with Dove on this through email. They, they took the machines that made the raspberry swirl and they converted them over to the mint swirl. Hey, mint swirl's great. Love the mint swirl, okay? But sometimes you feel like mint. Sometimes you feel like raspberry. It's not the same thing. Someone is selling uh, two packs of EL Fudge Double Stuffed for $15, though. <laughs> this is Bastards. This shortage. Hey, free shipping, though. I think I might get on this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, going to change subjects. Um. One subject is, uh, oh, okay. Uh, here we go. Update. Can, Flo can Flynn still be sentenced? Ooh. Yes, up to judge. One option is just to deny all the mo motions, keep the guilty plea in place, and sentence him. No longer constrained by plea agreement. Judge could sentence up to five years in prison. Ooh. Who's that from? Babs. Who, who do you think? <laughs> That's why I just want to say it for the listeners. So, yes, the judge. Barb McQuaid. The, the judge does not need the continued support from the prosecution to sentence him. Really? That, mm -hmm. You know. That makes sense because it seemed like I had a hole in my story. There, I was missing a piece, and it was that. So, no, that, that's awesome. No, I'm, I'm. But will the judge? Will the judge do it? That's the question. I I could see this guy doing it because, well, I mean, if he still got the piss and vinegar from a year ago, I I could see him doing it. I hope he does it, actually. If he's a patriot, he'll do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that, that's not, let's not put that up. I will. I know, I, know you, I know you will, Grassy. I mean, seriously, there's a lot at stake if, if, if he caves in on this, which I just don't think he will. Okay, so, I, so let me try and use this to our advantage, right? Okay. Whenever the, the the left gets these little wins, 
uh, politically, the right says, man, you have energized the base against you. We are we are using this against you. You you want to acquit Hillary Clinton? Man, we are now, you know, all out in all force against Hillary Clinton. Does the left have the same reaction? So if Michael Flynn walks free, are we energized by the by the injustice? Do we then like, you know, is it a call to arms for Democrats? The answer is no, we're not crazy. <laughs> but they use shit like that all the time to energize their base. And we don't. We just yeah. look at it as, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely fall short in that uh, arena. Which is frustrating. It is frustrating. It is. It's like, wake the F up. God. All right. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear Barb uh, took a few minutes out of her time and replied. That's pretty awesome. It didn't block me. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, it's obviously something that I don't want to abuse. Yes, yeah, what about no. this and this and this? And, and, you know, have you watched Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she killed him? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Anything else to add to this shit show? <laughs> nah, I, I, I think we've come to an end. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, stay healthy. Stay skinny. Don't be fat bastards. Don't let your head get big like Peter Griffin, that fat bastard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Stay well. Stay indoors. Yep. Thank you, Gretchen. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Out. A little clink. Action. And out. Out. Politics. Some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. Adam's up.